Hello, everybody. How there? How's everybody out there in opposing the Matrix land? And I know you're not in the Matrix because you're listening to this show. Because if you're in the Matrix, you'd be definitely afraid of this show. So, and or very angry and argumentative. But no, we've got a good audience. And if you are angry and argumentative, well, wait till the time when the show's over, and maybe you won't be that way anymore, right? Okay. Uh, where do I start? I, I guess the first place to start, I don't want to mention any names, but uh, a friend of a friend, or actually a sister of a, of a friend, um, tonight is probably going to be going to heaven because she took the COVID-19 vaccines and then came down with something. And now she's... Uh, they took the tubes out and she's getting ready to make the celestial transfer, so to speak. Um, no disrespect intended. Um, and it's a sad thing. There, there's been a lot of death lately and I don't like it. I really don't. And it just grieves me that people listen to the government and are, and feel like they, they're pressured into taking this death jab to either please people or to be able to continue in their former lifestyle. Like if you're traveling, a traveler, you know, to continue traveling or, or, uh, a perpetual visitor of people, you know, something like that. Um, and it's just a shame that people just couldn't hang on until this thing ran its course. And it's shame on a government that'll, that'll inculcate people or inculcate the idea to people that they're going to die unless they get a shot, uh, die from a, an infection that's not a disease, uh, die from an infection that is 99, over 99% curable. And people get over it all the time without any problems. So, um, you're going to see one of the videos I'm going to show tonight that uh, one guy is basically saying, yeah, it's just a influenza A and B that was going around and it was labeled COVID. Uh, every year people die from, from influenza infections. Um, I'm not saying that's not important. It's very important. And influenza is a very serious thing. But isn't it kind of curious that every year that the flu shot comes out, it doesn't quite cover the strain that's going around. Okay. You got all these scientists that can, can guess, um, everything that's going to happen. Uh, the weatherman can tell you a month from now what's going what kind of weather you're going to have. You know, um, you know, various people can predict what the short-term future is going to be, and uh, but we can't predict what strain of flu is going to come around. I don't know. I don't believe that. So um, when flu does come around, I, I do believe they know, and they just don't want people healed of it. So they give us a pretend um, vaccination. That does, yeah, it is a flu vaccination and, and you know, it's labeled as a flu vaccination. So they really have to give with their, what it's labeled. Um, but, uh, this time it's, it's pretty bad. And, uh, well, last year and this year. And, um, always people are always saying last year, oh, the flu disappeared. You notice the flu's not around. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did notice that. So, but, um, it's just, again, it's grievous that people, will give up their their livelihoods, their lives for 
something that the government tells them to do. And the American people have never been that way before. You know, I mean, there was some trust in government back in, you know, the early 1900s, the mid 1900s, and even into maybe the early 1960s. But uh, after that, people really started to see the government for what it was. And uh, it started rebelling against it. It started with the hippies and the teenagers and uh, back in the 60s and 70s. And uh, then it progressed um, through the age groups as as time went on. Uh, But the day of government good um, and government not, you know, not bad is, is over with. So, um, you know, we got jackasses like um, Fauci and Biden and, and, uh, and all the other ones that are dictating what people do, you know, it's sorry. And uh, you know, with the abortionists use it for years, my body, my, my choice, you know, and I'm going to use that. I'm sorry. You know, there's no, they don't have a patent on it and it's not sinful to use it. It's a, it's a novel concept. It's a righteous concept. Um, however, when it's used to, to abort babies, it's not righteous. When it's used to preserve life, then it's righteous. Okay. Um, so where do we go from here? Um, I basically, um, have titled the show that, um, oh yeah, let's talk about hair gerbils. And, you know, the, uh, back in the forties, we had a, the Nazi regime and probably was one of the most evil regimes that's ever existed on the face of the earth. I mean, there's probably some that could arrive at the Egyptian empire or, yeah, the Egyptians and uh, the Babylonians and so, some cases the Assyrians were barbaric by our standards nowadays. Oh, just looking behind me and the printer went all by itself. That's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I want to talk about last night, but Ryan and I did a show. And it was a good show. It really was. And, uh, or really is because you can listen to it. But really weird things happened last night. Um, just before I was to call Brian, I noticed that my other computer, which I watched the, um, the live broadcast on, that way I can tell what's going on. It really helps me out a lot. Um, all of a sudden it wouldn't work. And when the screen did come on, it was like, the characters were like streaks of lines across. And I knew something was wrong either with the monitor or the, or the video card. So I had an extra video card and I figured, well, it only takes a minute to replace that. So let's try it. And I replaced it. And I even replaced the monitor just in case. And, um, and the monitor worked just fine after I replaced the video card. So I determined it was a video card, but that going bad just before we get on the air. And then (laughs) Uh, part of this is me, my bonehead here, but, um, we were watching, we're starting to watch a video with, um, oh, Eric Clapton talking about uh, the experience that he went through with the, uh, with the jab and how it's ruined his life. And, um, I could swear that I did everything the right way. Uh, got it all set up and everything the right way and, uh, it never worked. And then... Um, my camera went out while I was using Google. So I managed to, to work it around real quick and I got to give God the credit for this because I don't know what I was doing. I was just pushing buttons here and checking boxes there and everything else. And all of a sudden the monitor came back on or the, uh, the camera, excuse me. And so it was just a really weird night. Um, and I found out that the camera worked with everything but Google. Isn't that interesting? And who's our arch enemy? Google. <laughs> um, 
they've basically taken over computers. So I, I have no doubt that somebody didn't like their, the content of the show last night and decided to put a little crimp in it uh, by taking my video away. Um, but I fixed it. Um, I just rebooted the computer and Google was fine after that. So if some malware was um, sent towards the computer uh, to make it shut uh, the camera off for Google, then, excuse me, rebooting it uh, solved the problem. Okay. Um, I do have a bit of good news today, um, or hopeful news, let's put it that way. Uh, Barbara and I have decided that uh, we're going to go live with our youngest daughter uh, and her family. Uh, so both of us are out looking for a house and we found a house. And if you, you're a person of prayer, I, I, I ask that you pray for this because, um, they're trying to sell their house and it's in a, a very rural area. Um, it's a play, in a place where they grow Christmas trees, lots, acres and acres of Christmas trees. Okay. And while I don't agree with Christmas trees, it's really nice to go by and watch all these beautiful green trees that are the same height. And, um, so they're not getting a lot of bites on their house. So, you know, if you pray tonight or tomorrow or when you watch this, uh, I appreciate prayer that maybe people would be interested in their house and, and we can sell their house and move on with the, the idea that we, we have planned to do. Uh, so we put our house up for sale today. Uh, they came out and took pictures. Oh man, I'm telling you, <laughs> the woman that took pictures, I, I wasn't here. We had to leave. Okay. And uh, that's hard for me to do because I was leaving, you know, all my guns and everything here with somebody I don't know. But everything was here and we got back. And so she was turned out to be an honest person. That's good. Um, and I kind of discerned that she was anyway. That's the way I felt. Otherwise, I would have just parked my truck next door and just parked, stayed there and visited every second or so, few seconds. And um, But she used a drone uh, and took pictures of our house from the air, which are really, was really neat. I'm going to save all these pictures and... Uh, for, for, you know, posterity's sake. and um, But we're, we're doing this because there's there, we're, we've come to an age, and, and people have been doing this in, in Europe for years. You know, you, you'll have a, a patriarch in the family that will buy a house that's way too expensive. They're able to make the payments, and then he pays for it until he retires, and then one or two of the sons live in the same – I mean, it's a multi-generational house. It's – some of them have our buildings that take up a whole block, you know, and the family just lives in there. I knew that's what they do in Italy. And um, so the whole family takes it. And one son is, is charged with taking it over. And sometimes it's shared between sons if there's jealousies in the family. Um, but with the, with the idea that it's never sold, that it's always for that family. Okay. So they keep paying the mortgage and the mortgage never really gets paid off, but, um, so when, when the son gets older and he can't work, then the grandson takes it over, you know, and, and there's, there's houses where, you know, 20, 20 generations have been in that house, you know, and, um, and I think that that idea is starting to fall on us and for various reasons, but I think one of them is that the uncertainty and unsurety of what society is going through right now is causing people to want to band together, especially family so that we can be together in case something happens, um, you know, the way the climate is nowadays, it's, it's hard to tell, you know, are the Chinese going to drop the big one? You know, uh, I don't see, know why they would do it in Oregon. Uh, but, uh, I'm sure there would be reasons why they take maybe Portland out and would that necessarily be a bad thing? Uh, I'm, I would worry about the believers that live up there and the potential believers that are there, but, um, you know, it's, uh, Portland has never done anything for the Lord's sake that I can tell of, except for what Christians do when they live there and Jews also. Um, 
But let's see. So people are starting to feel called to to get together again. Uh, for the longest time here in the States, you know, you, you grew up, you became 20 or 21, um, sometimes 22 if you went to college, you still lived at home or had a base there anyway. And, um, and then when you were 21, 22, by that time you were getting married or you were married and maybe you had a kid already um, and you were studying in college and then you got your profession and then you went out to work. And uh, then you, your son, when he got older, he would leave the house and, so it was kind of bass backwards from what they use and do in Europe and what they've done throughout the world for many generations. I know that years ago I semi dated um, a Chinese, excuse me, a Vietnamese pharmacist, and um, meaning that you know we really never hit it off, but we liked each other's company. And I was kind of handy, and so I helped her run the house. Well, she bought a nice big house, and I'm like, what the heck are you buying this big house for? And then pretty soon, mom and dad moved in. <laughs> And then the sisters moved in with their husbands. And I mean, there's like 25 people in a house. And it, I know the fire marshal would never have been okay with that. But I just, you know, keep your mouth shut. And um, so it, it's, it's prevalent in Asian cultures. It's pre- prevalent in a lot of European cultures and African cultures. And, and so what? So why should the United States be any different? I mean, yes, we are trendsetters. We, we invent new ways to do things and better ways to do things. But when it comes to family, maybe that's not the best way to do things. And, and, you know, when you got grandkids, you want to, you kind of want to be around them all the time because grandparents impart wisdom to their grandkids if the parents will let them. Um, so anyway, there, there's lots of reasons. So we, we found a nice place and, um, but it's all contingent on us selling and on them selling. Um, hopefully around the same time or hopefully them before, before us, but, um, you know, we've already placed an order or, or a bid on a house, a uh, nice property uh, up in the mountains south of here. And, um, yeah, I, I mean way up. Um, and it looks promising and, and, and everything. So we're just hoping to pray that works. So anyway, we put the house up today and um, we're waiting for people to start bidding or calling or coming to visit. And we, we spent the last two weeks cleaning this house up and it's just totally worn us both out. We got to the point of exhaustion where we just finally one day we said, Hey, that's it. We got to lay down, <laughs> you know, and we lay down and slept. I think it was on a Monday or something and all day. And, uh, it felt good actually. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. So there, there will become, there will come a time, uh, when we will be leaving this, this place and moving our base of operations, uh, probably about an hour away and, um, and probably about the same location in the mountains, but, uh, south of here. And, um, we'll have our own land and, uh, and we love our daughter and her husband and we get along with them very well. And the grandkids are awesome. You know, I, I've never had kids, so I never thought about having grandkids and now I got 16 of them, you know, it's, it's, that's a lot, <laughs> but, uh, God always gives you things that he wants you to have. And, um, he didn't just put a couple of arrows in my quiver. He put 16 of them in there. Um, and if you count the kids, uh, 19 and the, and the son-in-laws, that's 22. <laughs> um, yeah, 22. So anyway, here, I said it again. That's okay. I'm not even worried about it anymore. Um, that's the plan. So there will become a time when we're going to make that move. So there may be a Monday when we're not going to do a show. Um, we got to get the internet set up down there and everything. And it's going to be faster internet than here, believe it or not. It's farther in the mountains, but it'll be faster internet. 
and uh, we'll really be able to have a good upload speed to, to upload the shows to Rumble and and Spreaker and Podbean and um, and Dropbox. And it's you know so these are all things that are are probably going to happen this year sometime. I hope anyway, and I hope before the rains get here. Um, I don't mind the cold. I just don't want the rains. And um, so we're going to be moving two households, and that's that's going to take its toll. And hopefully we'll be able to sell this place where we can afford movers to move all of our stuff because I really I'm 62 and and moving stuff's not fun anymore. Uh, never was fun, but it was tolerable when I was younger. Anyway, let's get this thing started, or else we're, I'm going to be here forever. Getting a little early start. Um, by the way, it is um, the 21st of uh, September. Um, you know, 21 is an interesting number. Real quick, um, my um, it started that I can remember the earliest uh, number when that came day when that came up was when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. That was a big time for me and my dad. We were both kind of astronomy buffs and I was what um I was 10 years old that year and um yeah I was 69 so I was 10 and um so we got to watch that so 20 that was the July 21st 1969 and other things have happened on on the 21st of July in our family I can't recall a lot of them but I remember um on 1999 my dad died on died on July 21st and I remember thinking about it right after he passed I'm like wow it's the 21st you know, it, it's it's a significant number. Well, it turns out that, um, let's see, I was July 21st. Now, Barbara's father passed away on the 21st. I think it was September. Um, another family member on her side passed away on September 21st. Um, and now this lady that we know is probably going home tonight if she's not there already. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. But another thing that was kind of weird today is when they were putting a sign out in the front yard, you know, the for sale sign. It was like, it's like a house becomes part of you. I, you know, I know that we're not supposed to be materialistic and believe me, we're not. Otherwise we'd be in a much nicer, bigger house. But, um, but this place grew on us and, and continues to grow on us and you know, planted trees in the backyard, you know, fruit trees and fruit trees in the front yard and other trees in the yard. And I, I love planting trees. I just love trees. I'm really good too. Everything I plant grows. So bless the Lord for that. Um, but, um, you know, and fixing it, painting it on the outside and dropping a new toilet in the other day. Um, you know, just little things we've done, new water heaters and stuff. And so you kind of transfer yourself onto the house and it transfers onto you and a sort of strange sort of way. Not really, but you know, in your psyche, I guess. Um, so when they were putting a sign up there, I was like, wow, I was just, I was kind of like in twilight zone land. It's like, wow, it's, we're, it's real. We're really going to do this. And, and it was just, <laughs> it was strange. That's all I can say. And if you've ever sold the house, you probably know how I feel. Um, anyway, oh, you like my new haircut, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I went in and told the guy that the lady does a, did a number, uh, three quarter on the, uh, the machine. I don't know what he did because my hair is a lot shorter than three quarters of an inch. And Barbara I walked into the house and Barbara goes, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I really, cause she doesn't like my hair this short. So, you know, like anything else, it grows out and it'll get longer again, but it's uh, taking a little getting used. I like it. I keep it this short all the time. Anyway, enough of this gabbing. Let's get going here. Um, so tonight I want to kind of talk about, not even kind of talk about, definitely talk about, um, one of the videos we're going to watch is kind of a short one and it's a doctor up in Toronto, Canada, who's just getting off of work 
and a guy is interviewing him and he tells the guy that um, that the patients that are in there were all vaccinated and the ones that are coming down because of COVID coming in because of COVID or have all been vaccinated before. That tells me, you know, I'm, I'm doing a show to, to show that vaccination is bupkis. It doesn't work. And if there's no, well, you'll, you'll see later that some guy even says COVID's not even real. But, um, and basically it makes you wonder, are they giving us just something that'll just kill our immune system so that anything that comes along will take us out? Well, if they're vaccinated and they're getting sick, that's, that's a good indication. Okay. Um, the second one we're going to watch. Let me, um, let me go there and look real quick because, you know, my brain doesn't remember. Oh, the second one's going to be the Eric Clapton one. Uh, the one we didn't get to do last night because we had technical difficulties. Um, the technical difficulties name was Dave and uh, I'm pretty sure anyway. Um, but, um, I'll try to atone for that tonight by, by showing it. And the third one is, um, Another video on BitChute, it's called You'll Never Trust Another Celebrity Again After Watching Them Push the Deadly COVID Jab. And, boy, if you didn't like Hollywood before, you're really going to hate them now. <laughs> um, it's, it's really sad. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these people are Illuminati anyway, and Illuminati do the, the bidding of their masters and their keepers. And if they get a phone call or, or your producer or director or your agent calls you and says, hey, I want you to... Um, once you do this commercial, you don't say no, you know, you say no, you might never work again, or you might never live again, uh, or live for the next day. Anyway, um, so this is a, a really, I'll warn you right ahead of time before we even get to it. It's disturbing. Um, you'll see pictures of people who have um, neurological disorders because of the shot where they're shaking uncontrollably. Um, you'll see pictures of mothers that are upset because their children are um, are paralyzed or deformed now because of the, the stupid shot. And uh, you're going to see, I'm sorry, I'm looking at a picture of Fauci and I want to just punch the computer screen. Um, so you're going to see a lot of heartache in the, in the third video. And if you don't like stuff like that, you know, when I go, this is video number three, you know, you can just move it ahead, you know, pause it, move it ahead to when the video is over. It's probably about 25 minutes. So, <clears throat> and I hope you guys are, and ladies are, are enjoying these videos that I'm showing because it's an easy way instead of reading a long article, it's an easy way to, for you to see what's going on. And I always give credit to where credits do, if I can find it, who produced it and stuff like that. So um, this is more of an editorial show. I'm talking about, um, we're, we're editorializing the, the stuff that's coming out of Hollywood and coming out of Washington, all the garbage, the bupkis stuff, the, um, the effluent, that's flowing forth from the mouth of um, some people that shouldn't even be able to talk. And uh, basically um, the last word, the only words I want to hear from their mouth ever again is yes, Lord, because that's what they're going to say when he points his finger to the lake of fire or to hell actually. And, um, and then hell's thrown in the lake of fire. But um, these are people that in my opinion are, um, are serpent seed. Uh, they're, they're born to perdition. They're born to be bad. And there's no redemptive quality. I, I say that, you know, now the Lord can, um, is capable of, uh, saving anybody. <clears throat> but there are people that are born to perdition. Judas was one of them and the Antichrist will be another one. And I'm sure Adolf Hitler was one of them. So was Benito Mussolini. 
um, Pol Pot in Cambodia, uh, some of the Japanese leadership in World War II, um, a lot of the American leadership, especially now. You look at General Milley, you know, that guy is evil, man. He's, I don't know if he's had an interaction with the Lord, but it sure doesn't show. Um, so here's that he's another man that's born to perdition. And, um, so anyway, um, let me see. I'm going to go back here because these things always want to start up by themselves when they're from BitChute. Okay. All right. So let's, um, let's get started. It's uh, 10 minutes to 10 here on the Pacific coast in the people's Republic of Oregon. Um, and by the way, if you're in California and you're going to move out of state, come up here, especially if you're conservative, because we can do to them what they did to us back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the early part of the 2000s. The liberals all moved up here so that they could change this state. They changed it from a red state into a blue state over a period of probably about 20 or 30 or 40 years. And... Um, Oregon used to be a nice place to live, and it still is. It's beautiful here. It's it's fantastic. The air's clean, the water's clean, and everything else. But the people suck <laughs> in a lot of cases. Um, I'm not talking about the good people here. It's, it's all the liberals and the leftists and everything else. Um, they've ruined the place. Um, spiritually, they've ruined it. Uh, socially, morally, uh, ethically, um, and just about any way you can think of, they've ruined it. And... Um, I'm sorry, but these glasses, for some reason, don't seem to be working out tonight. They got bent or something. I dropped them. And um, It's another thing. When you get older, you drop things a lot. Um, anyway, so let's, let's get started on this. The first one's going to be a doctor in Toronto um, who gets uh, questioned by some guy outside the hospital. Looks authentic to me. So... Um, Let's go ahead and watch it and see what turns up, okay? And I hope and pray in the name of Yeshua that this works tonight and I'll be able to show these videos, okay? So I guess I'm going to have to wear these again so I can hear. I'll try to wing it on the glasses. And you know what? I got it. Let's, before we start this real quick, and you're going, oh, is he ever going to start their videos? Yeah, in a second. Um, I look when, especially on Rumble, you know, it'll save a screenshot of you that you can use as the, like the, um, the lead in picture, uh, for every, it's a different for every video because it takes a screenshot of every video, three or four screenshots actually. And I don't know, the camera must really know when I'm going to blink because on each one of them, I look like I'm asleep. <laughs> um, I'm not asleep because uh, if I was asleep, I wouldn't be talking at least coherently. Um, so. If you, if you go to Rumble and you look and you see, you know, you look down the list of shows and you look to the left and I have my eyes closed. I was really awake. It's just the camera caught me <laughs> in the blink. Okay. Like this. So anyway, I just wanted to explain that because I'm sure people, what does he fall asleep during every show? No, I, the only time I fell asleep was after I had surgery back in 2017. I actually did fall asleep during one of those shows, but it wasn't video and, and all you could hear was me breathing kind of deep and heavy. And Jim and Eric and went, <laughs> managed to wake me up. Anyway, here we go. So this is a doctor talking about the patients that, that are being admitted into a hospital in Toronto. And he even, he even goes farther and shows that it's not just there. It's basically worldwide. So, all right. Let's. Oh, you know what? I almost did it again. Here we go. Bam. 
I just want to make sure it comes up. Oh, there, there it is. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Okay, so let's go ahead and we are going to watch this. I got to be able to. Hmm. Oh, here we go. That's why. Okay, so let's proceed. Vaccinated people. So, so you're telling me there's a lot of people who got vaccinated are in in the hospital right now. Yeah, not just in St. Michael's, but all over the world. That's who's coming back to the hospital this time of year when the hospitals should be at their lowest for people that are vaccinated. So, what you think took on people like the the the, 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 the chief medical officer for the health here? Saying that the hot, the ICUs, emergency is being strained right now. Would you tell me whether is that a lie or is that true? That's a lie. They walked down the other day. In emergency. In emergency. It's, there's no overflow. No. There's no overflow of COVID-19 patients. No. So you're basically the chief medical officer of the hospital here and um, Dr. Davila or whatever her name is, the uh, World U Health bullcrap conspiracy idiot, whatever. A satanic mindset. Did you hear that? 3,000 nurses and doctors are going to walk out of that hospital system. Not exactly that building right there, but the whole system that that runs that hospital. 3,000 doctors and nurses are going to walk out. That is going to make a, an impact like they'll never, you know. If, if people don't start questioning what's wrong when 3,000 doctors and nurses walk out, um, that that's pretty serious. Now, I know down in Riverbend, um, and you and I always call it Eugene because they don't like that. They want to call it Eugene. Um, so down in Eugene, um, no, I'm sorry. It's in Springfield. Sorry, Eugene. Oh, I apologize to liberals. Oh, God help me. Um, anyway, uh, they basically put a lot of people out of work. They, um, if they didn't take the shot, well, a lot of people left before then. Uh, I talked to one, oh, if you listen to the shows, you know, I've talked to somebody that worked down there when they were performing a procedure on me who confirmed that a lot of them had left already. Uh, they just moved on to other pastures, which, you know, it's kind of fruitless in this, this environment because anywhere you work as a nurse or a doctor, they're going to require you to take the vaccine anymore anyway, unless somebody gets a handle on this and stops that. But um, it's interesting that there, there's two different kinds of people. There's people that will stick it out to the end. And they're probably the smarter ones because they'll get fired. And if you get fired, you can get unemployment. You really have to argue it, but you can get it. Um, if you stick it out, or I mean, if you quit ahead of time, you better have another job lined up, first of all, or you better have a lot of hours saved up of uh, sick time and everything out that you can cash out when you get out. Or you could play it another way. You could um, You could just keep calling in sick and use up all your banked hours. Uh, and during that time, you could be looking for another job. That's probably what I would do if I had to do it. But, um, 
thank God it was retirement age. So anyway, uh, it's going to have quite an impact on that hospital up there. It's had impacts on hospitals all around here. I know the state hospital up, you know, um, the, um, Psychiatric hospital. Why is my phone ringing? Next question. Why can't I find my phone? Oh, there it is. Hold on, folks. I got to see if this is no caller ID. Okay. Well, sorry. I don't answer those calls. Let's see if they leave a message in a little while. I don't think it's anything important. Um, so anyway, it's, it's really Getting clear. Oh yeah, the hospital up in uh, Salem, the uh, psychiatric hospital. Uh, so many people had either been, a lot of people took advantage of their sick leave. I mean, they've been saving up sick hours for, you know, five, six, seven years. And I mean, they get probably, you know, three weeks to a month each year. So, you know, a lot of them have about three, six, nine, six months to, to nine months worth of sick time saved up. So they're able to take that time off and, and look for other work. But um, it got so bad. And this is after I left, but um, and I found out my position was never filled. Um, and I've been gone since June 1st. So June, July, August, and now we're halfway through September for three and a half months. Uh, they haven't filled my position anyway. Um, so they had to call in the National Guard to, to take over some duties so that other people could do other duties. And it's a real mess up there. And when you're dealing with psychiatric patients, they're unstable to begin with. And you, you present them with a situation like that, they become even more unstable. So um, I got out while the getting was good. Let's just put it that way. Okay. The next uh, video we're going to watch is uh, Eric Clapton. And if you don't know who Eric Clapton is, there was a group back in the 60s and early 70s called Cream. Um, they sang a song called Strange Brew. Um, it's escaping me. They, they were a lot of uh, famous songs that they sang and played. And Eric Clapton was, uh, billed as one of the best guitar players ever to live. And, uh, and if you listen to his guitar, I, I like it. It's kind of like a bluesy guitar and, um, but electric and, and rocky at the same time. Anyway, <clears throat> so. You know, he's, he's uh, in his 70s now. He's probably about 10 or 12 years older than me. And uh, so he's had a neurological problem to begin with, and he'll explain that to you. And I don't want to go into too much depth and steal his thunder, but the uh, the first jab did him in a little bit, and the second jab did him in really bad, and you're going to hear what actually happened to him. And then he, you know, because he turned anti-COVID vax, he's not anti-total vax, but anti-COVID vax, um, you know, his friends started shunning him and everything else. The typical, you know, Hollywood mindset, you know, if you're with us, that's great. But if you turn against us, we'll hate you the rest of your life. Um, and you'll never work again. Now, recently, he, you'll hear him say on there that he, he was kind of having a hard time because he didn't want to. He, he actually, I believe, vows in the video that he will never do a video um to a crowd that's solely um, anti-vax or, or on the flip side, a crowd that's all, all vaxxers that, um, that discriminate against anti-vaxxers. Well, you know, you got to eat, you know, and if you're a plumber, you got to do plumbing jobs. If you're an electrician, you got to do electrician jobs. And if you're a musician, you got to do, do uh, concerts, right? Um, so you got to eat and he, and I'm using that as an excuse for him. I don't really know the reason why, but he did a, um, 
a pro-vaccine, um, well, it wasn't dedicated to that, but the crowd was pro-vaccine. He did a concert tour. And so people are ripping him now. But, you know, um, if you were to temper that with doing uh, anti-vaxxers too, then there's no problem. And then maybe you'll have a chance to do that in the future. It just hasn't had a chance to do it yet. So people are ripping him, calling him a liar and uh, that he's a hypocrite and stuff like that. Well, I'm sorry, but not enough time has passed for such judgments to be made. So let's go ahead and um, and go to the next video, which is him. And I may have to tweak it a little bit depending on where it's, where it's located because he talks about other things up to about, oh, I don't know, four minutes or something like that. So let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. So let's do this. Oh, my God, this man is fearless. Oh, no. And I would love to be fearless. But... Okay, let's go back here because it's uh... – no. Okay, where are we at? Let's see. People that were having adverse reaction. That was on the list. Okay, let's go back here. I'd seen my kids passionate about anything. And I'm hmm. going to be playing acoustic guitar with a couple of musicians and we were going to film it. That week knocked, knocked me out. And I had to start again from scratch. And uh, Okay, hold on a second. I apologize for this. I thought, here we go again. It's the same old shit. But I was diagnosed with emphysema um, a couple of years ago. And I thought, well, I fit that bracket. That's pretty vulnerable. I mean, I'm over, I'm 76. And if, if, I, if, if there is such a thing as this, and we didn't know anybody, you know, where I live, there was nobody that we could, even friends of friends of friends were. Um, it was thin on the ground. I thought, well, I ought to have this vaccination. For my kids, you know, just to, so that I don't, I don't want to drop dead on them, or I don't want to, I don't want them to lose me. I don't want to lose them. All these the, the normal natural responses, I think. And, uh, and then, so I, I went and I got the notification, you can come and get. And I was holding out for AstraZeneca because it came from Oxford. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm pretty naive about this stuff. And I thought, well, that's good. And also I'd heard it was old school uh, method of inoculation. Uh, and, I and, I and I went and had the jab and I got a little green, like a library card. And I thought, well, that's, that's what I'm going to show the people when I get on the plane. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of funny stuff about it. And, and within a... Within several hours, I was shaking like a leaf, and uh, I went to bed early, and I couldn't get warm, and I did, and I thought, I'm running, am I running a fever? I was boiling hot and sweating, and then I was cold, and I had, I, I, I was out for the count for about a week, and and I had been preparing for um, a project where I was going to be playing acoustic guitar with a couple of musicians, and we were going to film it. That week knocked knocked me out. And I had to start again from scratch, and uh, and I was okay, uh, but but it wasn't, it didn't come off as well as I would like to. It was over professionally, it, I was, it was a huge setback, and it frightened the shit out of me because I didn't know how long it would last. I then started to find out more, and it was about that time that I ran into somebody. Oh, I said, well, here's my number. We swapped swap numbers. He was on Telegram. So I contacted him, and he told me about a, a channel where I could find uh, lots of information and a lot of support. And so I, I logged on to that. There's a chap called Robin Minotti who, who runs a channel, and it's for 
anybody that's concerned or is looking for, in my case, looking for support. For me, I'd felt so alone up until that point. I really couldn't talk to my family and my kids. My teenagers were, it seemed like they'd been brainwashed. And, and there was a lot of that kind of going on from, from other um, protests that were happening earlier. They were really, it was the first time I'd seen my kids passionate about anything. And I thought it was great, but I was being ostracized. Uh, and, and I could feel that everywhere. I could feel alienation because I held a different view. So I was trying to uh, keep my mouth shut, but I did, I was following the channel avidly. And bit by bit, I realized that I, I probably shouldn't have had the first jab, but then I was offered the second. And I thought, well, what have I got? What's the point in, you know, stopping now? So I went and had the second and that, and then it got really bad. And I, within about a week, I had lost, my hands didn't really work. They were, I suffered from a condition already called peripheral neuropathy, which is nerve damage pain, really which means that, you know, I can get numb or pins and needles. When I had the second jab, that was, it's, and they do say that condition, by the way, is progressive and it's incurable. So I had expected it to be, it's manageable. I expected it to be something that would gradually grow worse as I got older into my 80s or whatever. But always, you know, I could get some ice pack or whatever, it would be fine. This went ramped up from on a scale of 10, say, from three to eight or nine. Agony and uh, chronic pain is not, you know, it, when you know that nothing will work, there's no medication you can take that will, will help, um, is very, very frightening. And the worst thing is you don't know when it's going to uh, wear off or when it's going to go away. So that that was... You know, that, that that was what frightened me the most medically, health-wise. And it still does because, I, you know, I have gigs to do, I have recording work to do, but I can't, I mean, to, to touch the guitar, to play the guitar is not fun and it's something I do, you know, then I, when I put it down, it's there until I go to bed and I take sleeping bills because I can't sleep because of the pain and that's not... It's not a good way to live, but um, and it's not all due to the vaccine. But the vaccine took my immune system and just shook it around again, and that's still going on. So, and that's then I read, you know, a lot of the evidence that I had been reading about with people that were having adverse reaction. That was on the list. Was you know, uh, damage to the immune system. Do you feel like you were made aware of those risks beforehand? Oh God, no. God, no, I didn't even know there was a yellow card report. I didn't know there was any such thing. My doctor said, oh, you should, my, my GP here in London uh, said, because I had to get it done on an NHS with an NHS doctor that I've known too from in the country for a long time. He didn't say anything. They gave me a leaflet of, of, for the first jab, which I didn't really look at, but um, they didn't say anything about adverse reactions. They do say you might feel a bit sore or, you know, like you'd say for a, but they did say also they're safe, you know, it's effective and safe. And uh, I called my uh, doc, the NHS doctor after the second jab and I said, I've been told there's a yellow card system that, where I can complain about um, 
after effects. He said, yes, have you, are they still go because I told them about uh, and he said, well, I'll, I'll fill in the, uh, the, the report and send it. I never saw a yellow. I mean, that apparently that's stays with the doctor. But I didn't, you know, that stuff was not made known. I lost the use of my hands uh, for about three weeks. So I thought I was um, in real trouble. Uh, and that's about that point. I just uh, I was invited by Robin Minotti to talk about it because it, and it was easy um, to say yes because I I, I realised that, that I may, I'm definitely by then I realised I wasn't the only one that was suffering adverse reactions and uh, and, and, and you know I, I wear I can't touch anything cold or hot I have to use these otherwise my hands will begin to burn and they'll stay burnt all day. Whether or not I'm, I have gigs to do in the autumn, I know maybe vitamin D will help. Uh, there's not much else that does do anything other than being really careful. And that, you know, that, that's my experience from having had the second jab. And, 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 and I went to my doctor pretty quickly and said, you know, the, the I can't have any more vaccinations. This is, this is not possible for me because I don't know what will happen. I don't know what will happen next. And from what I read and from what I've been told, uh, th- there would be a booster in the autumn. And I said, I have to have a document that says uh, I can't, I'm allergic. I can't have COVID vaccine, which I have in my backpack next door. And, um, and I don't, you know, the, I don't know what, where, where that will lead me because the next thing I be, you know, through it all, actually, the point that I should have made earlier is that I believe most of all in free speech and freedom of movement, choice of movement and, 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 and life, um, and love and kindness. And, uh, in, in, with all of this exposure to the polarization of the politics and the medicine and the science, I found it very difficult to be uh, neutral, uh, because I've seen scorn and contempt from both sides and, uh, and I get caught in the crossfire a lot, but I, I'm not gonna, I don't really feel, um, uh, educated enough to know uh, enough about either of these areas. So I'm talking today on behalf of people like me, uh, who may have been, may be lost, maybe n- need to hear someone talk about it from a human point of view without condemnation. And I, and I have, you know, when I come to work, uh, there is, I need to know, for instance, whether I'm not, I'm playing to uh, an, a welcome audience or a discriminated audience. I can't play to uh, people that only have vaccine passports. I can't play to people that only follow, you know, that are anti-vaccination. There has to be a way to bring people together. I believe music can do that. Uh, but it's a long way away, and, uh, and and maybe that's good because uh, there's still time, I believe, for us to come together. I still follow the, the, the teachings of, of the Oxford group, of the Barrington group, because I think they're good people. But um, I don't know how that will resolve with the movements the way they are. There's very, it's very polarized. And, it, and alienation doesn't work. It's not going to help. What happened with me and Van was he, he sent me some songs, and I recorded uh, one called Stand and Deliver. 
when that came out in America, when it came off his website, really, that's what people, that's what I, I, the, the, the flack I got, I didn't understand. And I was trying to say, well, this is, this was against the UK government. I don't know what's going on over. Van, he's going to plow right on. When I heard the next couple of things that he put out, I thought, my God, this man is fearless. And <laughs> I would love to be fearless, but I'm not, I, I'm really, you know, I've, I've caught this anxiety syndrome. I have it bad. And, uh, I don't have it as bad as I had maybe two or three weeks ago when I was devoutly following the six o'clock and the 10 o'clock news or talk radio or trying to get, find someone who's speaking a language that I can uh, identify with. Um, and But now I've stopped watching TV. One of the cartoons was a, a little drawing of a, a guy interviewing two Quakers and saying, how come none of your community has got COVID. And they said, well, we don't watch TV. <laughs> it, it's so true, man. There's so much of the sickness is, is in, in our heads now. Uh, we, we, we become weak. You know, if, if we're talking about freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of choice with the vaccine, for instance, then um, the opposite of that is what we're experiencing. If, if you take that away, what we're experiencing that disturbs me most is coercion. And I had said to my friend, the doctor, my, my doctor, I said, do, do you think this vaccine thing's ever going to become mandatory? He said, ridiculous, ridiculous. They could never hmm. pull shut. I mean, they'd never pull that on. Well, I got a funny feeling, you know, and bit by bit, it's, it's that. And to see... Uh, celebrities, especially what really got me was ethnic minority celebrities guilt tripping their own community. That broke my fucking heart. That made me so angry. I have a lot of friends in that part of the world, and uh, to see them preyed on like that is it, it, it just so there. Step that's where it steps into sadism for me. The the photographs of the people on buses with masks on saying. Don't let their sacrifice be in vain. Phew. That's bad. That's bad. It's, it's very dark. It's very dark. It's victimization is what it is. I was reading 1984 all through this. And, uh, and there's something he says. He says, how do you have full control over people? And he said, fear. He said, no, not fear. Suffering is how you... Get full control over people, and that's what it's come to. Uh, but it, it, it's psychological suffering, but it amounts to the same thing. And I, I, I experience it. I mean, you get caught in the trap. Well, can you believe what your heart tells you is right, or is it go? Is it going against the, the narrative? Can I talk about how I feel to my family? And it's uh, doesn't get riskier than that. When I made that little statement, I was pleased to see that it went around without too much flack. I did get some flack from the people I least wanted to get flack from. The, and, uh, but but that fed, you know, I, I get it. Does that bring me back to what do I do if I go to play for an audience? Do I say, mm, I'm not playing to you lot, you've had the jab. Uh, and, 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 and to be honest, and most of my audience will be comprised of, you know, 60-year-olds and older. 
And if those people haven't had the, I mean, I don't know how they will have held out. You know that. Um, right. So that that has to be something that is acknowledged, forgiven, whatever. I don't think it's like an act of of betrayal. I was I've been I was asked to do a private gig in, in the Caribbean after after not playing for a long time, and I was in bad shape, re- recovering from the second jab. And I had to fill in this government questionnaire because I was going to work uh, again. And uh, and at some point during this, I had my phone and uh, my assistant was showing me how to do it on his, my laptop. And on my phone, this app appeared and it said, DGID. And I thought, what the fuck? They can't do that. You can't make me buy an app, the government app, and I deleted it, but and that's then I thought now this is this is where it's gonna stop. Uh, and I that's what Van says. This is gonna stop. And I I agree. I agree it's gonna stop, but where's it coming from? Why are more people fear speaking out? Fear. Of what? Reprisal. You know, I, 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 I've been around a long time and, and, and the people that I would probably come to see me play will come to see me play. They've seen me play drunk, they've seen me play sober, they've seen me do irrational things, behave badly, and uh, they come for another reason. So I'm quite secure. They can, um, my, my fear is about what will they do to my children? My fear, my fear about vaccination yeah. What will it do to my children? Part of the reason, maybe the biggest part of the reason why I'm talking here, here today with you. And, and that is, you know, they may go ahead. I, there's no way I can stop them once they've turned 18. That's their choice. I think they see it as a, as a short-term problem. That, um, that if they want to go to the med or they want to go to a, another country. There's something to do. You've you just got to do that to get it get clearance they don't i don't think they you know for, to, to, to talk to my daughters about they may not be able to have kids they don't probably care you know at that point in time of your life it's not an issue oh the, i i uh, yeah that's one of the risks i take by doing this is that you know they're gonna they're gonna look at me like why don't you just keep your mouth shut down I tell you, the best bit about it for me is that I might be becoming a nuisance for those guys. I'd love to be an annoyance <laughs> to some of them. <laughs> Let's sit around that table. That would give me tremendous satisfaction. But my my greatest fear is what will happen to my kids. So I'm, you know, I don't want to lose their trust and love. You know, the trick they they got together with their with the propaganda was making it so that you're responsible for other people's lives so you're i can i can be labeled a murderer uh, and people would really believe that that's powerful it's very clever i don't know what it will take i i, I agree that it would there would be i i've tried to reach out to fellow musicians sometimes uh they don't i just don't hear from them anymore I, my phone doesn't ring very often I don't get that many texts and emails anymore. It's it's quite noticeable, you know. So you noticed that since you started speaking out? Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, association. But then again, on the other hand, you know, there are a lot of people on Robin's channel who've been incredibly 
kind and supportive and uh and it, you know they, I did, they they make me out to be a little bit of a hero behind Mike and Van mind you well behind well, that was kind of interesting huh uh, even a guy like Eric Clapton, one of the greatest guitar players and icon of the 60s and 70s, gets ostracized because he speaks the truth. You know, um, that's pretty, um, pretty bad. Uh, I don't know, but you know, there's got to be everybody listening to me right now has got to be experience, have experienced it at least once. You know, you're talking to your, your parents or a good friend or, another family member and you're telling them, you know, uh, don't do this. Don't take this thing. And, oh yeah, well, you're one of those conspiratorialists, you know, you're, do you believe in conspiracy theories? Well, yeah, because most of the time they come true. Um, but with so much evidence mounting that this is, this is a bad thing to do. Um, it's gotta be getting out to them that this is a bad thing to do for their own health, you know, and, and, you know, when you're a, a parent or a grandparent or something like that, and you're acting irresponsibly by taking this jab, I'd like that he calls it that. I think it's a good name for it. Um, when you're doing that, you got to think that you're not just responsible for your own actions. You're Because I know, like, with my grandkids, they listen to what I say, you know. If, if they ask me in a, my opinion on something – Nine times out of ten, and when I tell them, they're going to, oh, okay, good. Um, and the kids, the girls, you know, it's, uh, they value my opinion, although they're adults and they have, you know, they have a broader range of beliefs and, and things like that. But as, as I'm getting older and as they're getting older, you know, Barbara and I are getting older and they're getting older. Um, we're starting to come, excuse me, come together, you know, and more cohesive in what we believe and, and they're smart girls, you know, they really are. And their husbands are very, very smart, just like they are. And, uh, and they see things, they see it for what it is, you know, uh, there's no denying what it is. And if you look at, if you look at both avenues, cause you got to look at both, you got to look at what the science, well, pseudoscience is saying. Um, even if you do believe that they're real scientists and that they have a scientific method and a scientific, uh, modus operandi, so to speak, uh, you know, supposedly they're supposed to uh, base their opinion on facts. But if you l- listen to only one side, how do you base your opinion on facts? Because uh, especially if that one sp- side is, is speaking half truths, you're you're believing half truths and you're disseminating the, those thoughts to others. You know that that think that you're um, that think you're intelligent and that your opinion is uh, worth something. Um, I know when I was younger, I always looked up to scientists. You know, because they were smart. Um, they, some of the best things that we have in our lives were invented by scientists, you know, um, the microwave oven, you know, just, that's one of them, you know, yeah, granted it's, it's debatable whether it does you harm, uh, or it irradiates your food or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a convenience, a lot of the conveniences in our life. Uh, I was watching, uh, you bet your life tonight. It's an old Groucho Marx uh, show. He did a, um, a game show back in the fifties and they advertised for DeSoto automobiles and they're showing it. It's primitive technology compared to what we have now, you know, but it worked. It worked because it was all based on fact. Okay. Now the stuff that we have now is, um, is electronic and it's digital for the most part. Whereas back then it was mostly mechanical, electric, electromechanical. 
And, but see, both things work. But I'll tell you what, if we ever have an electromagnetic pulse, I'd rather have a 56 DeSoto than a, a 2020 uh, Ford or whatever, because I know that the motherboards, all the computers are going to get fried by the EMP. But the guy that's driving around in a, anything from up to all the way up to 1973 or before 1973, he's still going to have his car to drive around with because everything was electromechanical. Uh, so anyway, we have to look at things from both sides. Yes, the modern Ford's a good truck. It's much more powerful than the trucks were back in the 50s. But is it as reliable as the truck or car from back in the 50s? So, you know, you got to. If somebody were to say, you know, I'd like to give you a 2020 uh, Ford F-250, <laughs> I don't think I'd pass that up. But, you know, or, or I'm going to give you a, a 1956 uh, Ford F-100. I, I don't know when he came out with the F-Series, but F-150. <clears throat> you know, it would be a real hard decision for me to make because, first of all, the one's a classic and it's all electromechanical. And, you know, uh, they're easier to fix, they're easier to work on and everything. And, Nowadays, you got to have a, a degree in, uh, engineering and, uh, and, uh, you know, algebra and, and trigonometry in order to <laughs> be able to work on a car. Uh, so anyway, looking at both sides. Now, the, the other side with the, uh, with the, uh, vaccines, they're only looking at what, in other words, doctors, let's use doctors as an example. Now, there's a lot of nice doctors. My doctor up in Salem, I still, even though I don't have that plan anymore, he's still my doctor. And he always will be because he's an excellent doctor. Um, but they, people are in many ways like computers, especially when it comes to medicine. Um, because in medicine, you have to, you get, you get information or data given to you, um, from a higher source. And a lot of times it comes from the, um, AMA, the American Medical Association, because they have researchers and they look into things or, you know, it could come from the, uh, the FDA or, or uh, any number of sources, but if those sources are jaded and they're giving the doctor information, that doctor is going to be good uh, for that information and not much good for what might be the truth as opposed to that information. So, you know, doctors in themselves are, as far as I'm concerned, are not faulty in that, in that area. They're just as good as the information that they get. Um, just like if you grew up in a household and you know, you're homeschooled and your mother proved to you that, uh, or your father who was homeschooling, you proved to you that two plus two equals five. Well, they're going to drum that into you. You're going to leave their, their abode and go out into the working world telling everybody two plus two is five. And you're going to believe that until you're shamed into not believing it. But who's going to shame a scientist, right? A COVID scientist. Um, so. That's why everybody listening to my voice and the voice of Brian and others that are out there, things that we're listening to on videos here, um, that's why we need to um, we need to disseminate this information to you and, and everybody out there, not just to our, our audience, but anybody else that might listen to this audio or video, um, so that they have both sides of, of the story and then they can make an informed decision on their own instead of being. Um, propagandized by the, um, by the left and to think in, uh, you know, vax are good, anti-vax are bad, you know, well, why does an anti-vax are bad? You know, well, they just are. Well, that's not a good answer. You know, just like last night we were having our show. Um, one guy got on there and he says, you guys are wrong about everything. 
Okay. Well, where'd he go? He left. It was a hit and run. If we were wrong about everything, stay on there. Tell us why we're wrong. You know, let's have dialogue about this. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right that we're wrong. You know, but without the, the two-way dialogue, he basically, what he did is hit and run. And, you know, he, he was probably a troll, you know, granted. Um, but, you know, any any serious person that wanted to make a claim like that would sit there and tell us why. And, um, and you know, we, we'd have a decent dialogue because we're not argumentative, neither Brian or I. And uh, we try to make him see our point. And like Brian said about, you know, some of the uh, comments that were made on the um, on the chat last night, you know, is that everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a right to express their opinion. Even if it's the most inane, stupid thing you've ever heard, that person's got a right to say it. And and I'm sure that, you know, if, if a person on the other side of the spectrum were to hear me saying something that they'd say, you know, well, you know, I don't agree with it, but, you know, he's got a right to say what he has to say. But this whole division thing is, is really getting out of hand. But anyway, let's get back to the <clears throat> the case at hand. The next video we're going to watch is um, it's titled uh, You'll Never Trust Another Celebrity Again, after, basically after you watch this. And it's based, it's some some celebrities that are endorsing the the, uh, the jab, the death jab, and um, and saying that it's so good. And Morgan Freeman, man, is that guy full of himself? You'll see when he when he talks. Um, but he's telling people, you know, trust me, get the vaccine. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know, you're nobody to me. Uh, I've seen you in two movies, maybe my whole life, and and you're an actor. You you your your job is to pretend to be other people. And to read from a script, and basically, that's perfect for a liberal, right? They they read from a pre-printed script, not something that they thought about themselves or something that they analyzed by looking at it, but just, you know, like a teleprompter, like like Biden reading from a teleprompter. Well, I guess he can't do that anymore, but, um, you know, you get the idea. Um, so... Yeah, so anyway, this goes into the, the actors and what they say. And then after each actor speaks, they, they show a, um, a case where, you know, somebody's got ner- nerve problems because of the vaccine. And then it goes into some other things that are, that are pretty interesting. Some, um, uh, scientists that speak, uh, short speeches and, um, really insightful. So I'm going to go ahead and go to this video and then I'm going to kind of pipe down and we're going to watch it. And, uh, and then you can develop your own opinion from what you see, what you hear. And, um, what you process up here, because this is, this is better than any computer that's ever been invented or will be invented. Okay. Because you can think where a computer can't do it and never will be able to do it. No matter what claims they make, you have your heart also. That's kind of a co-processor of your brain. Okay. So your brain makes up something or it deduces something, let's say, and then it runs it by your heart and your heart goes, well, you know, let's um, try to think of an example. Um, okay, let's let's take music choices. Now, you can listen to rock music or you can listen to heavy metal, and I really don't care what people listen to. Uh, you got your preferences. I've got mine. But when they start singing songs that have lots of cussing in it or, or talking about how to beat your wife or, or uh, you know, something that's going to influence kids or other adults, then, you know, what, what I do is my, my brain hears it and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. Cause my heart filters it. And then it goes back to my brain and it says, no, that's, that's immoral or it's, or whatever. And that's something that 
us older people and it's, it's our older generations have and even down into the um the gen xers and some of the millennials possess that too um but um you know so we have that filter but some of some of the people in the younger generations and especially in this last one that's coming up don't have that for some reason and well i know what the reason is and i don't want to get all religious on you um but it's because they don't have uh, the influence of a higher power in their life, namely the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, through whom all um, righteousness and holiness and and uh, right thought come from. Uh, he's the one that taught us not to murder, not to steal, and stuff like that. And anyway, so let's uh, let's go ahead and look at this. By the way, uh, I have to endorse the last video. Um, not endorse it, but uh, cite it. It's, it comes from Oracle Films, uh, so I want to give them credit for, for producing it. It was an excellent video. I want to thank the people at Oracle Films for producing it because um, in this day and age, uh, we kind of got to shine on copyrights for a little while um, because there's so much inf information like Eric Clapton. Um, I, there's some things that he said that I never would have known had I not watched this, and there's things that you need to know, so that's why I played the video so you can find out what Eric Clapton had to say and how it affected him. And that would go into your data bank. So, you know, and, and it'll go in with all the other ones. And then, you know, in your main, in your brain, you're making these little graphs of, uh, you know, of uh, people that have died from having the COVID vaccine or people that got really sick or, and then another page in your brain has uh, different uh, side effects that they had, and, you know, so um, hats off to Oracle uh, films for, for doing the interview with, um, with Eric Clapton. I know I started it kind of late, but a lot of it wasn't pertinent what we were going to talk about tonight. So anyway, again, thank you, Oracle Films. So let's move on to the next one. And before it starts, okay. Um, before it starts, let's give credit if we can. A lot of times in BitChute, you can't give credit. Um, so it was posted here by URO S75. Um, what that means, uh, only he knows, and probably a few other people. But um, thank you for posting this here, URO S75, and, on the BitChute. And uh, we're going to put it to good use because we're going to use it to educate people as to what this vaccine actually does. And also to show them that celebrities are puppets and uh, that are in the pockets of the, the Illuminati and the New World Order. And they're not up to any good. And, folks... Here's a one thing I want to throw in here. When you go to see a movie that these folks are in, or you go to see them perform live or whatever, and they're talking about subjects that are go against your morality, don't do what a lot of people do. Well, they're just actors. You know, that's what they all do. No, I'm sorry. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Every time you pay to go see a movie, every time that you pay to go see them in person, uh, Every time, even when you listen to their songs online, you know, a little bit of that money goes, goes to them. And you're supporting people that are against your own agenda. You're supporting people that are against things that are against your children because a lot of these people are, are, are pedophiles. So a lot of them are, are drug users and promote drug use. Um, and that's not something that we want our kids to have, neither of those things. Um, we don't want our kids messed up in pro pornography. We don't want to mix up in sex trafficking. Um and that's what these, all these celebrities or a lot of them are into. Okay. Um, so anytime you go to see them perform, you're actually paying them to, to do things that are going to harm your children. So 
you know, do what you're going to do, but just keep that in mind that, you know, you're, you're paying them to, to be against you. It's basically what's going on. So let's go ahead and start this. Trust another celebrity. You'll never trust another celebrity after watching this video. Uh, I don't trust them to begin with. So it just further, um, accentuated my thought about <laughs> actors and actresses, especially in Hollywood. Okay. So we're going to go with this and I'm going to make it larger and then we'll, uh, okay. And for the people that are listening on the radio, I'm going to go ahead and read this. Hundreds of thousands died after taking the advice of these celebrities. Uh, should they be tried for murder? Yes, I think. Um, aiding and abetting mass murder through vaccinations, all for the population control. Let me see if there's one here. Nope. Hello, my name is Michael Caine. I've just had a vaccine for COVID. It didn't hurt. Not many people know that. This is for all you clowns out there that are saying you guys gotta take the shot. Don't take it. I tell you what, as a grieving mother, I'm gonna tell you why my daughter took that shot yesterday in Las Vegas and she's dead. She took the Pfizer vaccine and she's dead. They couldn't even revive her. I'm begging you people, don't take it. They're killing us. I'm Morgan Freeman, uh. a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, You'll get the vaccine. Ooh. It's showing somebody. It's showing somebody shaking uncontrollably. For those of you who can't see it, um, a bad, bad nervous uh, or uh, neurological reaction. Yeah. What? Has anything like this ever happened to your mother before? No. They got the vaccine. I don't. Not, not that I know of. I can't. Please tell them, she said, I got the vaccine and this is what's going on. Good news is uh, that the vaccines are, are, are being rolled out. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah. And, and there, I mean, you're on the list. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get, I will fight an old lady oh. for that vaccine. I will, no, <laughs> come on. I will, I will, I will, grab, no. I will grab that. I'll be like a deranged junkie. I will grab the needle out of her arm. Breathe, baby. This is another woman that's uh, having a bad neurological reaction, shaking uncontrollably. Looks like she's got a rash, too. She almost looks like she's going to pass out, maybe die right there. I don't know. Can you talk to me? It's another guy that's in a bed and he's shaking uncontrollably. That's what all that noise is. So to stop that variant from taking hold, America needs to vaccinate as many people as quickly as possible. Come on, baby. Little little boy shaking uncontrollably. But there are still nearly 20 million children around the world who are not getting the routine vaccines that they need to be safe. So please don't wait. 
Vaccinate yourself. Vaccinate your children. You know, folks, I don't know who some of these, most of these actors, I knew Morgan Freeman, but um, anyway, I just wanted to add that a lot of these people are kind of new to me anyway. All right, here we go. Vaccinate your children. I've been hiding a lot and not showing exactly what this has done to me. She's twitching uncontrollably. But I'm done hiding and I'm done being scared. Looks like there are several stories her. like mine. The same doctors who told us this was safe are the same doctors brushing us off as if we didn't matter. It is now time that we are heard, seen, and believed. You always, I mean, the younger kids of Fauci. You, you don't want to be putting things into younger children until you know it's safe and effective. So we know we're good to go from 12 to 15. So now we're going to go 12 to 9, 9 to 6, 6 to 2 years, and 6 months to 2 years. Did you get that? He said it's not safe to put, him in, put it into young children because it's untried. But then he says that they're going to start putting it into young children. This is a, this is a maniacal psychopath that's speaking here. Um, they always contradict themselves and they hope that you don't see it, but, and I don't know who the actress is on top to tell you the truth. So anyway, here we go. More people, according to VAERS, have died after getting the shot in four months during a single vaccination campaign than from all other vaccines combined over more than a decade and a half. The more people in society that get vaccinated, the more chance there is of eradicating the national COVID pandemic. It's really important to know that the vaccines have all been through and met the necessary safety and quality standards. The safety data. Okay. I have a hard time with people like Elton John, a man that practices unsafe sex. He could try to say it's safe, but it's not um, because that's not the passage that God intended us to use for pleasure and for procreation, Um, especially with the same gender um so anybody that practices unsafe sex like that and deviant behavior has no right to get on there and tell you that you need to take a vaccine to save yourself and to save others sorry um his his testimony automatically becomes null and void before he even says anything okay and this is dr peter a mcculloch vice chief of internal medicine Baylor University in Texas. I'm just going to back it up just a tad because we missed it. Okay. Listen to this guy real quick. Safety and quality standards. The safety data now, I can no longer recommend it. I I can't recommend it. It's past all the thresholds to being a safe product. It's not a safe product. None of them are. It's not just Johnson & Johnson. In fact, more of the safety events in the United States have occurred with Moderna and Pfizer. As we sit here today in May, there are over 4,000 dead Americans. There's over 10,000 dead people in Europe that die on days one, two, and three after the vaccine. Dear mums and dads. Grandparents. Aunties. Uncles. Brothers. Sisters. Nephews. Nieces. Sons. Daughters. Cousins. This is an ad that's targeting the um, black American population. I do believe it's American. It could be English. But um, another thing that bothers me is they, and think of, think of this as you will. This is my opinion. Okay. 
a woman is not supposed to be a pastor at all in the church. Okay. The Bible is quite clear about that. So getting spiritual advice or any other kind of advice from such a person that has no reason being in that position, <clears throat> null and void. And if we agree, disagree with that, please, let's just agree to disagree. But um, anyway, let's go. We love you. Sir Lenny Henry. We know we don't say it often enough. And sometimes we have our disagreements like families do. But wherever you are, Reverend, right Reverend Rose from Hudson. From the bottom of our hearts. And we know you love us. And we want to see you again. COVID-19 has kept us apart for way too long. We want to hug you. We want to celebrate with you. We want to worship with you. We want to play video games with you. Preferably in the same room so that we can see the look on your face when we beat you. But in order to do all that, we all need to take the COVID-19 jab. So all of us in this together. Things will slowly get back to normal. Well, what they're calling the new normal. But in reality, the new normal will mean needing a vaccine for doing the kinds of things we used to take for granted. That is my daughter, uh, they're showing this woman, and um, if she's, it says neurological damage. Woman suffers convulsions after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, and this looks like the same woman that had to have her legs and hands amputated. I could be wrong, but it sure does look like her. The Sainsbury's in Opington, and she have a heart problem. And she go doctor, and they give her the COVID injection, and that's how it leave her. I had no idea the risks or the cost. We need to be heard. I received the Moderna vaccine on March 11th, and my life hasn't been the same since. We believed that this vaccine was the right thing to do. So please trust us and listen to us when we tell you that we are continuing to suffer physically. Upon receiving the second shot, Maddie immediately felt pain at the injection site. Over the next two and a half months, her abdominal muscle and nerve pain became unbearable. She addi- developed additional symptoms that included gastroparesis, nausea and vomiting, erratic blood pressure and heart rate, memory loss, she mixes up words, brain fog, headaches, dizziness, fainting, she fell and hit her head, and then um, seizures. She had verbal, she developed verbal and motor tics, She had loss of feeling from the waist down and muscle weakness, drastic changes in her vision, urinary retention and loss of bladder control, severely irregular and heavy menstrual cycles, and eventually she had to have an NG tube put in to get nutrition. No vaccine, no cuisine, okay? (laughs) No fiseur, no croque monsieur. This guy needs to be the executed. Cafes, we got to start doing that here. You don't get vaccinated, you can't get on an airplane. You can't go to the big game. You can't go to the late show. All these people. Bleeding, profuse bleeding, has been seen uh, in, in, in individuals oh who have taken, uh, gotten the Moderna vaccine, right? They have bleeding to the skin, jerking of, in, over the whole body, uh, which also can be the consequence of thrombus formation in the brain, 
uh, has been reported from America to taking, uh, getting that vaccine. Sweet and Jesus. this uh, jerking, which is horrible, uh, you probably, these people will probably never be normal again, you know? You know what? I need to read these names off because you need to know who these criminals are. These are um, all actors that they're naming. So I'm going to, I might have to pause this from time to time to read the names. These people will probably never be normal again, you know? Okay, Carol King, <laughs> um, Michelle Obama, or Michael um, Robinson, whichever you prefer. David Harbour, whoever that is. Deborah Roberts, don't know again. Oh, I think she's on Good Morning America. Richard Branson. <clears throat> Stick to airplanes, Richard. Bill Russell. Paula Stanley, Amanda Klutz, Barbara Corcoran, Jeff Goldblum, Jane Fonda, Tyler Perry, Samuel L. Jackson, ooh, Sean Penn, Bill Gates. Yeah, I don't think he got the real thing, to tell you the truth. You know, I don't know if you saw the one with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu getting his... um <clears throat> His uh, COVID shot, supposedly. And when the doctor walked in, he says, you sure you got the right file? I'm like, oh, <clears throat> so there's two vials. So you're probably getting a normal saline instead of the injection. <clears throat> That's the way these liberals operate, folks, these leftists. They want to kill you, but they want to preserve their own lives. And Bill Gates, there's a special place in the Lake of Fire for this guy. And uh, I'm not going to mind seeing him go there. I hate to say that like that, but... Um, I think he's one of the unredeemable ones, so let's continue. Kate, Kate uh, Milgrew, I think it's an actress. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he wants to terminate you folks. Al Roker. He's just a puppet for the New World Order. Martha Stewart. I'm disappointed in her. Joe Biden. <laughs> no comment. Oh, he says something here. Hold on. Okay, he's going to say something. I'm doing this to demonstrate that people need to be prepared when it's available to take the the uh, injection or the uh, vaccination. Uh, then we got Kamala Harris. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And she goes, that was easy. Sir Ian McClellan, or McKellen, sorry. And he says, I'm feeling good and relieved and optimistic. Oh, boy. He said something feeling for a long time now. Okay. Ah, uh, there's Mr. Fucci. I feel extreme confidence in the safety and the efficacy of this vaccine. And I want to encourage everyone who has the opportunity to get vaccinated. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yo, Tony, you're a fraud, Tony. You're a fraud. Now you need to be arrested and thrown into the, into the slammer. 
Mike Pence. Yeah, well, we knew he was the leftist all along. Karen Pence, his wife. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I don't know. She's got probably three working brain cells. Uh, Prue Leith, whoever that is. She says, I was pleased. They rang me up and said, do you want to do it? Benjamin Netanyahu, the butcher of um, Israel. <laughs> I'm really just, I used to like that guy. I'm disappointed in him. Really disappointed. Joe, Jeff or Joe Park, excuse me. I don't know who that is. Steve Martin. Yeah, well, there's a reason why you were so good in the jerk. Dame uh, Judy Dench. Oh, I think she was. Um, yeah, she was in a, a few British uh, sitcoms. Loretta Flynn. Willie Nelson. Yeah, well, if I had a dime for every substance Nelson put into his body, I could have retired 20 years ago. Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Huh. Well, it just goes to show that I guess it doesn't have any adverse side effects on lizard people. Uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, that's a big disappointment, but it doesn't surprise me. Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Mitt Romney. These are all leftists and rhinos. <laughs> you know what that means? If they're all taking the injection, if they're really getting it, then uh, it won't be too long before they're not around anymore. Whoa, I missed that one. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron died after he got it. Not very long. And they're, oh boy, never mind. Marco Rubio. That's a shame. Rupert Murdoch. Jennifer Aniston, I think it said. Okay, here we go. Everybody needs to hear this, and this breaks my heart. I'm going to try not to get angry. We have a kid in our community, 23 years old, college athlete, Ivy League school, Best Buddies program, just a pillar of the community. He is now dead because he was required to take a vaccine. He took the vaccine and immediately had a heart attack and died. There was no reason for this. This kid would go out of his way to always check up on my daughter, because I have a daughter with Down syndrome, would go out of his way to make sure she was always good. Just a great kid who is now gone because he was required to take a vaccine for a virus that would not affect him. Science says it would not affect him. So why would you force the kid to take a vaccine? You people, look, all my family is vaccinated, flu shots, all the vaccines required, all my dogs are vaccinated. That's not the problem. This is an experimental drug that has no long-term studies on humans, and the the studies on on animals is poor. But you're going to force people out of fear for a virus that will never affect them. Daily News. Lisa Shaw, Family Claims, BBC presenter, died. The BBC presenter died at the age of 44 from a blood clot after having the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. Her family Cyan award-winning BBC radio presenter died in hospital after suffering blood clots after she received the AstraZeneca vaccine. Every time my doctor, every time my specialists come in this room, they pick up this vaccine card every time. I have it here. It sits right here. So if I ever forget while I'm here, why I'm in pain, why I'm doing this, I can look at that card. Every time they walk in, they grab that card. They look at it and they shake their head. And they say, I am so sorry you took that vaccine. 
I am so sorry anybody takes these vaccines right now. We do not have enough time yet of research. What are we doing? There's another reason to be optimistic about the vaccine logjam breaking soon. While speaking to lawmakers yesterday, Pfizer and Moderna say they've now streamlined the manufacturing process so 140 million doses will be coming in the next five weeks. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine yesterday. Nobody knows if, if this is the reason that all this stuff is going on, but started with chest pain, um, paralysis on my left side. Um, I was rushed over via ambulance to Baylor, Dallas, where I have had numerous scans done. I have had about eight seizures in the last two days, never had a seizure before. They did find a three millimeter brain aneurysm. I am currently hooked up to my EEG so they can monitor my seizures. 17 doctors, numerous tests. I was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre, pericarditis, Potts syndrome, gastroparesis, meningitis, and many more complications, all as a result of the Moderna vaccines. I'm in so much pain today. I've been crying nonstop. I didn't realize that this condition comes with random pain. I'm sure a lot of you saw my daily posts and my blogs on Instagram. I was showing all of you what was happening to me. Most were kind, but I was attacked, belittled, ridiculed, threatened. The hospital brought security into my room. The interesting thing is, um, folks, I, I want to interject here is that she is placing metal objects on her head, things that are, well, keys are usually made of brass, and brass is not a, a ferric um, metal, so it shouldn't be magnetized or shouldn't be able to use a magnet to pick it up. And she's putting a variety of different metal things on her head, and they're sticking, okay? Um, that's what she's doing while she's talking. Let's continue. To threaten me about posting. I didn't know what was happening to my body. I wanted answers just as much as you did. I was confused and in pain and hurting. The doctors at the hospital treated me with such disrespect and disregard and didn't call the neuro team until the fifth day on my third stay. 1,500 pages of medical records and the only doctor willing to admit that it was from the Moderna was the neurologist who finally came in and recognized me. The head nurse just walked in and said, you're the one that just got diagnosed with Ian Bray, how do you say it, from the Moderna shot, right? He demanded that she report my injury to the VAERS system and the CDC. I've been experiencing tremors. I've been experiencing like full-on body shakes to the point where my boyfriend has had to pin me down in a bed to make sure that I don't hurt myself. Um, like he shouldn't have to do that and I shouldn't be having to do this just because I've had a vaccine to protect myself and protect other people because actually it's just a fucking, it's an experiment. We're all part of an experiment. So if you haven't had the vaccine, I pray don't have the vaccine. That's all I'm asking and I just want to create some awareness. So this is what I do. 
I do dialysis on patients in the hospital. You can guess where I'm at. COVID positive hospital. Or completely full. All fully vaccinated patients. Vaccine doesn't work. I'm not getting it. I hate my job today. Not wanting to do this again this year. Last year sucked. It was the worst year ever in healthcare. Pray for your healthcare workers again. We ain't trying to do this again. Love y'all. Can you imagine being in a country like India right now where people all around you are dying because they don't have the vaccine? Jimmy we're Kimmel. We're begging and bribing people to get it like we're trying to uh, convince a four-year-old to eat his broccoli nuggets. It really is ridiculous. But many of those who don't trust the vaccine are worried about fertility issues. This is the big thing. Fertility issues, uh, thanks to some not-too-bright people who, for whatever reason, come up with these cockamamie misinformation campaigns. My name's Dr. This guy is one of those cockamamie people, okay? Sean Brooks, Ph.D., um, Oxford. I have 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs ever under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it, and he says don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have taken it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years for three reasons. Number one, you've dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35. Now, if you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. You take a flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. Antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody who has taken them. Unless, of course, you've taken a placebo, but there's no way that you would know that. So given that fact, antibody-dependent enhancement tricks the entire body into believing that the cell that's eating the pathogen is eating it when it isn't. It ends up leading to what's called a cytokine storm, which causes organ failure. That will cause your death. And there's no stopping that. No amount of drugs will stop that. The third thing, blood clotting. Everyone who has taken the jabs is blood clotting. If you don't believe me, there's a way you can find out. Take what's called a D-dimer test. What that does is that detects blood clotting at the microscopic level. They're cutting full blood clots out of people right now. As I'm talking to you, millions have died from the jabs. In your last meeting, you advocated for people to take the jabs potentially in the future, along with wearing masks. And I heard parents say the same thing. So to the parents who are actually considering jabbing their own children, you're going to sterilize them permanently. People who have taken the jabs are sterilized. 80% of women who have been jabbed have lost their children in the first trimester. You can't have kids. Canadian doctors I'm a retired pediatrician and also a grandparent. And when I was working, I always advised all the routine childhood immunizations, both for my patients and indeed my family. But I'm being asked a lot at the moment about the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines to teenagers. As doctors, we have to balance the risk of a disease against the risk of the vaccine. The risk of serious disease, let alone death from COVID-19, almost disappears for children. COVID vaccine risks perversely seem to be higher 
the younger you are. So for the very group who are least at risk from COVID itself, AstraZeneca, for example, has been withdrawn for those under 40 in many countries because of dangerous blood clots. The Pfizer vaccine has been linked to myocarditis, and it's occurring in as many as one in 6,000 young men aged 16 to 20. We've even seen deaths of several children following vaccination in the US and Canada. And there may be long-term side effects that we haven't yet discovered. There's new research from Pfizer in Japan suggesting that nanoparticles from the vaccine accumulate in the testes and the ovaries, and we have no idea whether that has any implications for future fertility. So for children, the balance of risk is very clear. The risk of the vaccine is greater than the risk of COVID itself. So what about protecting adults? Well, adults don't need children to protect them. The UK already shows that over 80% of adults have antibodies, either from vaccination or indeed from prior infection. And what about new variants? Well, they're going to rise anyway, regardless of how many people are vaccinated or not. In society, adults are responsible for protecting children, not the other way around. We cannot expect children to take a vaccine when we don't yet have long-term safety data. Children have their whole lives ahead of them. So if you're a parent, or indeed a teen, it's your decision. You can say you'd rather wait till all the safety data is in. But at the end of the day, you can just say no. I'm a clinical lab scientist and have tested 1,500 supposed positive COVID-19 samples collected here in Southern California. When my lab team and I did the testing through Koch's postulates and observation under a scanning electron microscope, we found no COVID in any of the 1,500 samples. What we found was that all of the 1,500 samples were mostly influenza A and some were influenza B but not a single case of COVID, and we did not use the BCSP, the, the BSPCR test. That's polymerase chain reaction test. Celia Farber does wonderful journalism on the topic. I did videos on this channel for that. We then sent the remainder of the samples to Stanford, Cornell, and a few of the University of California labs, and they found the same results as we did. No COVID. They found influenza A and B. All of us then spoke to the CDC, and asked for viable samples of COVID, which CDC said they could not provide as they did not have any samples. We have now come to the firm conclusion through all our research and lab work that the COVID-19 was imaginary and fictitious. The flu was called COVID and most of the 225,000 dead were dead through comorbidities such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, emphysema, etc. Then they got the flu, which further weakened their immune systems, and they died. I have yet to find a single viable sample of COVID-19 to work with. We at the seven universities that did the lab tests on these 1,500 samples are now suing the CDC for COVID-19 fraud. The CDC has yet to send us a single viable, isolated, purified sample of COVID-19. If they can't or won't send us a viable sample, I say there is no COVID-19. It is fictitious. The four research papers that do describe the genomic extracts of the COVID-19 virus never were successful in isolating and purifying the samples. All the four papers written on COVID-19 only describe small bits of RNA, which were only 37 to 40 base pairs long, which is not a virus. 
A viral genome is typically 30,000 to 40,000 base pairs. With as bad as COVID is supposed to be all over the place, how come no one in any lab worldwide has ever isolated and purified this virus in its entirety? That's because there never really was, they never really found the virus. All they've ever found was small pieces of RNA, which were never identified as the virus anyway. So what we're dealing with is just another flu strain. Like every year, COVID-19 does not exist and is fictitious. Um, <coughs> Dr. Dan Stock, uh, 5777 West Seminole, North McCordsville, Indiana. The reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful, and we're getting our sources of information from the Indiana State Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. Did you get your vaccine yet? What? Your vaccine. I don't do that shit. Don't give me that shit about the vaccine. Oh, you <laughs> You gotta love that old lady. <laughs> you really do. You gotta love her. <laughs> That's what I like about old people in nursing homes. They don't beat around the bush. They just tell you the way it is. And that's a um, a reward you get for being older. Okay. Hey, we're going on an hour and 45 minutes. My goodness, I didn't think we were going to go this long. Well, folks, there you have it. Lots of proof. Okay. More proof than the government's ever given you. They tell you things, but they never back it up with anything. The last guy or the guy before the old lady or two guys before the old lady um, said that there's no proof that every sample they tried to find proof showed that it was influenza A and influenza B. And anything they did find that wasn't that was not a virus because it didn't have the, enough base pairs to be a virus. Okay. Um, it gets into the whole generic genetic DNA stuff and it's uh, it's hard to explain or hard to understand actually. But, um, so, I mean, his uh, explanation is quite extreme, but it's, I don't see it out of sight of the realm of possibility or probability, basically. Um, so I leave it in your hands, folks. You've heard a lot of stuff tonight. You, you may have to, I've watched these videos a couple of times and you may have to do the same thing too, except they're all compressed into one thing here. You just watch this again. I haven't done very much talking except for maybe in the beginning, but, um, uh, so you got the testimony of Eric Clapton, a man that's got no reason to lie, a man that's lost friends because he tells the truth, and nobody likes to lose friends. And if you're, he knew he was going to do that, he probably wouldn't have said anything. But he's convicted because he knows the truth, and he knows that you and I and everybody else need to know the truth. So him and all the people that were in the last one, except for the actors that were promoting it, God help them because they're going to need that help on Judgment Day. But um, and at the beginning, the surgeon or the doctor that was walking out of the hospital and stating that uh, that COVID was a big sham, um, that all the reports of people flooding into the emergency room and filling up the ICU beds. Well, yeah, uh, there were people filling up ICU beds, but there were people that were already vaccinated before they got sick. 
And that should be a wake-up call. It should be an alarm bell that's that's ringing so loud that you're going to run around the room trying to put it out um, or turn it off, excuse me. Um, so with all this information that we've been given, what, what, what do we do? Now, I'm talking to people probably because I know my audience, and I'm talking to people that know the truth already. Um, what I've taken to doing is um, – I love my relatives and the ones that are saying that they're thinking about getting a vaccine, the ones that have got it already, I can't talk to, you know, that's, that's past history and nothing I can do. Um, but there are some people that are still on the fence and they're starting to lean towards it because the propaganda machine in Washington and everywhere else, um, is, is pretty convincing. Oh, I wanted to read some, um, actually <clears throat> the entire Joseph Goebbels quote on lying. I guess I'm going to need to put my glasses on again, huh? <clears throat> Joseph Goebbels was the uh, propaganda minister of Nazi, Nazi Germany, um, very close to Adolf Hitler, and um, held basically held the same uh, philosophical, if you want to call it that, beliefs of Adolf Hitler. Um, and he said, uh, and this is a guy that supposedly was supposed to tell the truth, but we know that that didn't happen. He was a, um, a profuse liar. But he said, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such a time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and military consequences of the lie. If it does becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. It's like Joseph Goebbels lives today. Uh, what does that tell you? It tells you that the propaganda machine that was once Nazi Germany is now the propaganda machine of the United States and, and Great Britain and, and all the other countries that are forcing this jab on everybody, especially Israel. And what a, what a shame that, you know, the, the leaders in Israel – are, are acting like the Nazis did back in the 1930s and 40s. It's it it goes beyond comprehension that 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 that, that could occur, you know. Um, but you know, the the Holocaust was a long time ago, and people that weren't alive at that time, there are very few that are still living uh, that that went through that or alive at that time uh, as U.S. soldiers or Soviet soldiers or whatever that actually saw that stuff going on. Um, when they all die off, which most of them have, then it's easy for an enemy of the truth to start lying and, and start um, convincing people that um, that they need to do everything that the Nazis ordered the people in Germany to do. So anyway, it's, it's getting close to two hours, so I'm going to probably put an end to it here. But um Folks, just think about everything that you heard tonight, everything that you saw if you, if you were live and watched the video. Um, I think it's vitally important. And it, the time has come to not worry anymore if you're going to offend your relative or a good friend. Uh, it's been a big problem in the Christian church not to offend people, not to hurt their feelings, and not to judge them. Okay? Um, if you look at that word in uh, the New Testament, for judge, actually, there's five or six different Greek words for judge. The one that Yeshua was using when he said, 
judge now, lest thou be judged, is the word condemn. He was saying, don't condemn people or you'll be condemned. There's a big difference in warning people that there's danger and saying that you're condemning them to eternal eternal hell or whatever, because you can't do that, first of all. It's only God can do that. But um, so trying to warn people that they're in trouble is not it's not racist. It's not um, ethnicist. It's not um, it's not bad. It's not uh, something a hater would do. Geez, what would a hater try to save somebody's life? You know, um, so the time is is past now. It's gone. Okay, that we have to treat this thing with kit gloves and try to not offend people or or hurt their feelings. Dang it, I'd rather hurt somebody's feelings and save their life than not say anything out of fear that they might get mad at me and watch them die or even worse, go to hell. Okay. It's time for a Christian church and everybody, not even Christians. It's time for people to get militant about this. Um, who, screw who thinks what's going on is wrong. You know, what we're saying is wrong. Um, they're going to think it anyway, no matter what way you approach it, they're going to think it. So it's our duty. We're duty bound as people that know the truth now or have known it for a while. Um, to get out there and just say, if you take that thing, you're going to die. Okay. If you take that, that vaccination, you're going to be dead to three, in three to five years, guaranteed. Okay. And I don't want to wait that three to five years to see if I'm wrong. I'd rather be wrong and tell them not to take it and have them be healthy and, and live on, have a good life than to have them put that garbage in their body that is going to change their DNA because it does. It's a proven fact. It changes DNA. Um, you're no longer, basically, you're no longer human after you take that. You're kind of a, uh, alien, well, not alien, but you're a human hybrid, uh, but not the good kind. Okay. And you're basically, um, a, a walking corpse because someday it's going to happen and you're going to die. Okay. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay. <clears throat> and it's being born out in hospital rooms. It's being, bo- uh, hospital ERs. It's being born out in ICUs now. That if you take the two, if you took the two jabs earlier and you take the booster or you get sick with anything else after having those two jabs, that you're in peril. You may die. Okay. Now, unless you want to die, that's, you know, that's up to you, but that's suicide and that's against the, what the Lord wants for us. Um, and then that would be between you and him. Um, leave me out of that. But, um, you know, if you want to preserve your life, then you got to start making choices. Um, and the choices may be difficult for you to do. It may be difficult for um, for you to accept. But I've got family members right now that are considering it. And the other day I said, you know what? I don't care anymore. Let them get mad at me. So I started sending them videos like some of them that you watched. And I said, just watch this. It's real interesting, you know. And whether they choose to watch it or not is up to them but you've tried um, whether they want, excuse me, to listen to you or not. Isn't, isn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. You got to try. Um, and, and the church is guilty of loving people into hell because they don't want to offend them and they don't want to judge. Well, you can love somebody into hell by not taking any action. And I don't do that anymore. You know, um, I was given a prophetic office years ago. And I can't let people sit by and kill themselves. And that's part of the reason why I'm making this video, 
well, me and Brian are making these videos about COVID because it's imperative that people start listening and that they, they have the knowledge, they have the, the, um, the data to be able to make this decision. And then it's in your, it's in their hands, not yours. Okay. But we've got to try. We've got to try to rescue people out of this. And we've got to, at the same time, fight this stupid government, um, the stupid medical establishment that's out there. Um, and we got to try to educate doctors. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but you know, I'm going to try my best. Um, my, my doctor, you know, he was very pro vaccine <clears throat> until I told him a few things. Um, then for me, he was anti-vaccine for me taking it because of my condition and stuff like that. And plus of my religious beliefs, which I explained to him very succinctly. And he wrote back to me, he says, well, why didn't you tell me that to begin with? I would never have kept doing this, trying to get you to take it. So doctors want your best, okay? And your best may not necessarily be getting the vaccine. Your best might be, what's best for you, you have the, you can make that decision. You make it here, it transfers up to here, and it comes out of here, okay? Um, it's a simple process. You've been doing it all your life with other things. Let's start doing it with the vaccine. Okay. Just say no. <laughs> Let's do a Nancy Reagan thing. Just say no. Okay. Anyway, folks, um, with that, I'm going to say a little prayer because I think that, uh, praying against the world that's being deceived is very important. And, um, or praying for a world, I guess, but praying against the deception. And then I'm going to head and close it out. Okay. So if you don't believe in prayer or anything, well, you can go ahead and leave now, but. Um, it might be something that you need to hear. So anyway, Father, we come right now in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, the King of heaven and earth, the one who framed the earth before it ever existed, Father. It says in John that without him, nothing was made that was made. And that's including human beings, Father. When you form mankind out of the dust of the earth and you breathe life into him, you breathe in the life into a creature that never existed before, a creature that was made after your own image, meaning that, something you imagined and something that you can cock someone that you can it to be a certain way. And when you finish, you said it was good. And the, the connotation of the, the Hebrew says that you thought it was perfect. Okay. That creation. Then you made women out of a man of Adam, of Adam's ribs. Uh, they called her Chava or Eve. And um, so humanity was created, Lord. And humanity is, uh, you know, I can understand that you don't necessarily um, if it was based on merit, um, humans would have no chance, um, for salvation, but it wasn't based on merit. And that's what grace is. And grace means God did it. And you did it by hanging on the cross, Yeshua, some over 20, 2030 years ago or however long it was. And, um, so your blood doesn't just cover our sin it washes our sin away if we choose to accept your sacrifice and ask you to live in our hearts and our lives and and to basically can take control and to lead us and guide us in all things that we do but you also offered and procured um a, res a, res a rising from the dead a resurrection um and that was your seal of uh your basically the seal that you put on the agreement so we thank you for all those things and father we pray for for ignorant people who don't know what to do and think that they know what's best, that you would you would talk to them, that you would convince them that uh, this isn't necessarily the way to go with this jab or with any booster. 
Um, teach them, Father. Give them discernment to know what's what's good and what's not good, what's a lie and what's the truth. Um, we pray that you would endow even unbelievers with it, Father, so that they would know. And, Lord, we just pray against those that are perpetrating this fraud, the, the Illuminati, the New World Order, the elites, Father, the spiritual wickedness in high places, and all those spirits, Father, that uh, you mentioned in, in Ephesians 6. And we come against them in the name of Yeshua, and we say you, that, you, that Yeshua rebuke you, Yahweh rebuke you, uh, evil entities that are that are planning this massacre, planning this genocide. And we uh, we trust in the Lord, and we we just know that He's going to work things out to all good, to good to all people that love Him that are called according to His purpose. So Lord, intervene in people's lives, convince the people that haven't been vaccinated yet not to get vaccinated. We pray that you would somehow foul up the vaccination, that it would just, um, that the supply would disappear or become tainted and not be able to be given. Uh, we pray that you interrupt in this plan any way you want to, Lord, and every, every day, every hour, any minute, that you would throw a wrench into the works of this, this, um, this whole COVID-19 thing and all the variants and, and all the deception and fraud that's going into deceive people into basically taking something that where they're killing themselves, Father. And for those that, that know you that have taken this vaccine, we pray that you would guard them, Father, against any harmful acts that you would remake their DNA so that it was what it was before it was tainted by this shot and, or these shots. And that people that have gotten it, the first two, Father, would refuse outright refuse any more boosters, any more shots, and any more vaccines that come down the road for any other ailment that uh, that happens to plague mankind in, in the decades to come, Father. So anyway, having said those things, Father, we pray in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Jesus Christ, that you would accomplish these things, that you would save humanity from itself and from the, uh, from the evil that's uh, lurking over humanity, trying to enslave humanity. And that your will would be done and that uh, in the end, everybody will give you praise and honor and glory for what you've done. In Yeshua's name, amen. Folks, i got to go. i got to get this show ready to load up and do all the audio files. So um, we have a show definitely next Monday. And um, we still don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll have something. Trust me, we always do. And uh, there may be a show or two or maybe three during the week here. Um as the spirit leads me and as I read more and, and get more information about things that are going on, um, hopefully it'll be more things other than COVID, but, uh, you know, like treason and, uh, maybe some UFO stuff and well, we'll see. Uh, I don't want to talk too much longer. It's been over two hours now. So folks, may the Lord watch over you. May he bless you and keep you. May he, may he be there. You're rising up and that you're lying down, uh, as you're going out and you're coming back in. May uh, may he grant you peace and wisdom and discernment in these days that are difficult. And uh, may these days that are coming find you following him and knowing him in ways that you never dreamed possible. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. All right, folks, I'm going to shut it off. So be blessed and uh, we'll see you, if not Monday, well, Monday for sure, but maybe sooner. So bye, folks. Live long and prosper.